This is the Context Podcast, brought to you by Geist Interactive. I'm your host, Jeremy Brown. In this episode, we sit down with the three founders of Jointable. They tell us the story of how Jointable came about and the origin of the awesome name. We talk about the types of FileMaker developers that can get involved, how they can do so, and how FBA partners can support the work of Jointable. The three people with me today are Maka, Jonathan, and Chris. I would like each one of you to uh, introduce yourself and, and say hi to, the, hi to the audience. So Maka, why don't you start us off? Uh, hi, my name is Maka Inkarnasel. Uh, first, I want to say really quick, Jeremy, thank you for having us. It's a total honor to be on your podcast. And I also want to say major congratulations on the uh, Community Award for Leader of the Year. I think you really deserve it. And I want to give a shout out, especially to all the work you've done for Women Innovating Together, because I don't think a lot of people know like how much you've been helping women innovating together behind the scenes. So thank you for that. Uh, so a little bit about myself. Um, I work for Sliant. I've been I'm going on 12.5 years now, 12 and a half about, and um, I really, really just love it there. I didn't know what FileMaker was when I joined Sliant. They basically hired me as a recent grad, and they taught me everything uh, that I know. I just answered a Craigslist ad. So I'm um, really thankful to be with this amazing group at Sliant. Right. Jonathan. My name is Jonathan Nicoletti. I am the owner at Acolyte Applications, where I work primarily with non-for-profits and educators, offering a reduced rate for FileMaker Consulting. I got my start with a non-for-profit, so um, although my career is a little brief and short, I've been able to spend pretty much the majority of that with a non-for-profit to some degree or another. Wonderful. Welcome. And Chris. Hey there. Uh, so I'm Chris. I'm the president of Application Architects. I feel like I'm the, uh, the FileMaker developer at Sorus Rex here since I go back all the way to uh, FileMaker in the mid-90s. Um, so my, my little company is a FileMaker developer, uh, custom developer here in North Carolina. But I, I you know, first used FileMaker 2 um, back when I was in Chicago and so on and so forth. I started the Visionary Bar at the developer conference. So I've been around since time immemorial, I guess. Anyway. Oh my goodness, that's amazing! It's I'm I'm finding that there's still a lot of people that have been here for a lot of time in the, in the filemaker community. There's a ton of people that have been around since two or three days. So, um, and yeah. I've not met you, so I will be sure and do that next time we're at DevCon. So, oh, I was going to say this one's over. I, I'm in the south here, and the next one's in whatever is it, Nashville or something. So, I think. That's definitely no excuse to not go there. That's pretty close. If I want to get technical, I really can't meet you at FileMaker DevCon anymore because there is no such thing as FileMaker DevCon. <laughs> that's, that's right. Are they calling it Claris DevCon or are they calling it Claris something else? Claris Engage. Claris Engage. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I assume that we'll be talking more than just FileMaker next year, right? So. Right. Which is kind of amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you three um, somehow got together, and uh, I, I'm very interested in that story. And you formed a a um, group called Join Table, and somehow you picked the perfect name out of <laughs> a thousand names. Probably you picked pretty funny? much the perfect name. Yeah, it's yeah. so. Tell me about Join Table. Yeah, so I'll kind of give you a background, like what we do, and I think it really can be summarized in three different things that we're trying to accomplish. 
the first and foremost, we're a matchmaking service for bringing FileMaker developers who are looking to do pro bono work, give back to the community, and nonprofits who need FileMaker, who are interested in FileMaker, and just need some help. So we want to try to match those two groups up together. Um, secondly, we want to support developers who are already doing pro bono work. So we have lots of ways that we can support you, resources or just advice, because so, uh, we have been through it. And finally, we really want to celebrate developers who are already giving back to the community, either um, through Jointable or on their own. So we really want to do that at, um, using our website as a platform for that. Um, so how did this idea come about? And the short answer to that is DevCon. <laughs> um, the long answer is um, I got the idea to start the Humanitarian Committee at Slyant, which I think you know about that, Jeremy. But um, basically, it's our pro bono committee at Slyant. And I got that idea by just talking to Christopher Manton at the bar for the first time meeting him at DevCon. And I was really inspired by his story about he was a journalist in Africa before he um, worked, before he became a filmmaker developer, and just the things that he has seen and done um, through his journalism, it really touched me. So it inspired me to start the Humanitarian Committee. And then like two or three DevCons after that, I presented about the Humanitarian Committee and a woman came up to me and asked me, you know, how can I get involved in doing pro bono work for nonprofits? I want to give back, but I also want to gain some experience uh, and best practices from the developers who know what they're doing. So they just gave me this awesome idea, like, why isn't there something available like that? Just so people can get together and do give back to the community and also help each other um, learn at the same time. So right after my session at DEF CON, I had lunch with Molly Connolly and like we kind of brainstormed the idea together. And she um, then virtually introduced me to Jonathan because Jonathan's whole career is based off of helping nonprofits. So we were kind of like thinking we would do this together somehow. And um, I actually met Chris because he's a volunteer uh, mentor for the Women Innovating Together Mentorship Program, which I run. So um, so he and I were emailing back and forth, um, kind of talking about like stupid things like our overuse of exclamation points and somehow <laughs> it like came he just kind of casually mentioned that he had this idea of you know put putting together nonprofits uh with developers who want to do pro bono and my my jaw just dropped i was like oh my god we just found our third member so he completely had that idea on his own and so the three of us just kind of joined forces and um we worked with join table for about a year before we officially launched um at this most recent DevCon, the very last DevCon. So that's really how um, it all came about. You know, over the course of this year, it's been kind of funny that we've not only working on this project together, but I dare say, you know, have become friends. And like, we have all these kind of little funny coincidences. Like we all kind of wear the same pair of glasses. We're all brunettes. We like the same kind of music. We often show up at meetings wearing the same shirt colors. Um, We've come up with these cute little food nicknames for each other, like macaroni and pizza and pasta. Uh, and it, as it turns out, we we have like this generational thing where we're all we're all exactly like ten years apart from each other. So I'm 46, Maka's 36, Jonathan's 26, and so it's just been this fun like experience over the last year. Not only like setting this amazing thing up and then telling everyone about it at DevCon, but also kind of getting to know each other and making new friends and stuff. And so like that's been a really fun part of it. Jonathan, do you, you want to add anything? 
I'd like to take up the conversation on the on the name since yeah, uh, you gave it so much uh, accolade there. <laughs> we we like it too, and glad to hear others do as well. And, and we got a lot of good feedback from DevCon, but it was uh, quite a process for us to sit down together and try to decide what what is it that captures what we want to do and also communicates that clearly in a way that uh, both the non for profit and the filemaker developer can get together on. So we had quite a few options at our hands. Uh, So I'm going to read a couple of those off here. We had uh, the one-to-many effect, the many-to-many effect, the purpose project, open fields, and join table, and then, you know, a plethora of others. So although we uh, have our, you know, similarities, it it took a little work for us to get together and agree on one. Mm -hmm. But over time, just looking at the list, join table was you know, slowly becoming, um, you know, no, a no-brainer in that you know, our mission is to join non-for-profits with FileMaker developers and equip them with technology that, you know, helps them take their organizations and um, their work to the next level. So uh, having having JoinTable, you know, not only represent that, but also represent a space where, you know, we're bringing people together at, at the same table uh, to use technology for the better is really exciting. And you know, made that the obvious front runner, uh, and we've been running with it ever since. So it's also as a, as a sort of a funny sidebar. We actually liked uh, one to many uh, quite a bit, but then we realized that you could read it as like one too many, as as like a drink having had too many drinks. <laughs> um, so we decided to sort of set that one aside, and we may use that as the name of our own podcast at some point. One too many. The after hours filemaker happy hour podcast, <laughs> um, or all the all the guests are required to drink with us. <laughs> yeah, you have to be having a cocktail. I'll, I'll, it, I'll it, be a guest on that one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we also, however, you know, we so we were like, let's stick, let's not, you know, have a drinking reference. But then after we actually announced join table, we also noticed that if you look at it printed, like the word joint is in there, and you could say it as jointable. <laughs> so we so we realized we we couldn't actually get away from drug references, however hard we tried. Todd and I were talking about it, and he thinks it's just the perfect name ever um, because it's so simple and it it captures everything like everything that it's meaning to be because we all know what a join table is we know what the purpose of that is and that's easily translated to connecting humans to work together right so it's a yeah it's a perfect metaphor even if you aren't like a dorky database person i think today's episode of the context podcast is brought to you by fm perception the leading database analysis and real-time developer intelligence tool for filemaker so I'm Todd Geist. I'm the founder of Geist Interactive, and FM Perception is easily my favorite developer utility. Um, it is the one tool that I have open all the time when I am working in FileMaker, because this is a tool that you will use all the time because it quickly becomes like a superpower. What do I mean by that? Well, I'm sure many of you out there have been developing FileMaker for a long time, have come across this scenario. You're working in a database. And let's say you want to change the you want to change a calculation field, but you're not exactly sure in all the different places where that calculation field is used. And so as you're sitting there contemplating, well, I need to change this, but what kind of impacts is it going to have when I change this? This is what FM Perception will tell you and tell you right away, uh, because it can quickly find all of the places in your solution that use that calculation field, so you can make the decision about how to edit that calc field um, 
with confidence without having to just hope that you get it right. And the reason it can do that is because there's no long import and analysis step. You simply run a DDR and you open it up in FM perception. And within just a few seconds, you're getting answers to these kinds of questions. And this is really important. So when you're developing, you have a certain kind of flow going on in your brain, whether you're developing a new script or whether you're debugging something, um, you are in the middle of it and you have a bunch of data that's been loaded into your short-term memory about how things work and how you expect things to work. And if you have to like stop and go and do a long analysis, which is, why, which is how all the other analysis tools work, they require an import process and then a cross-referencing process. And then it could be minutes to uh, really even hours, depending on the size of your solution, before you can get the answer to that, to that very simple question. Uh, and that never worked for me. So um, I think the other tools uh, have their uses, but I want something that, that will give me the information that I need to stay in the flow. And so that means it needs to be right now, real time. That's why we call it a real-time developer intelligence tool, because it gives you the information you need without having to stop what you're doing and um, you know, lose all that stuff that you've loaded into RAM, into your, into your local brain RAM. And uh, go get the answer. Uh, maybe you have to come back a half an hour later and then reload all that stuff. That's just a problem. FM Perception removes that because it can give you uh, answers to, to all, these kinds of, all these kinds of questions really, really fast. So whether you want to know how a script is used or what scripts use that script or what fields are called in that script or what fields are on this layout, all of those kinds of questions can be answered in just a, just a few clicks and you, you've got that information. So FM Perception is a developer superpower. Once you start using it, you will never want to develop without it. It's just that powerful. And, um, and we hope you will download a trial and check it out. And we're sure that if you do, you will take it on as your FileMaker developer superpower. To get your free 14-day trial of FM Perception, just go to fmperception.com and click on one of the Try Now buttons. So JoinTable is meant to bring FileMaker developers and nonprofits together. Um, explain to us um, how do how do each of these parties get joined together? How do I form the relationship from the parent to the join table and then from the join table to the other table occurrences, so to speak? The 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 best way for people to get involved is, you know, first and foremost to fill out our form on our website, jointable.org. So we have both a form for the developer and for the non-for-profit uh, for them to just really answer some cursory questions that will begin that process for us to match them up with one another and find you know, who's a good fit, what your level of interest is as the developer, you know, what types of non-for-profits you want to work with, uh, how big of a project do you feel you're committed to, and then for the non-for-profit, of course, uh, trying your best to you know, explain what, what kind of project you uh, think it is that you need, how big that might be, and of course, uh, what type of organization you are and you know, what it is you're really trying to do. So uh, if you check out our contact page, uh, that's where both of those forms are, and uh, you know, fill out the one that you want to respectively. And that really starts the process. And uh, then... From there, uh, we have a, we're of course using FileMaker to yeah. do the matchmaking in that. And I'll pass it over to Maka because I know she's been doing a lot of that work recently. Yeah. So for Women Innovating Together, we have the mentorship program. We have a FileMaker database where we basically uh, 
can view the different mentors and mentees and try to basically contrast uh, contrast and compare what they're asking for versus what that person needs and then uh, make assignments that way. So we have a very similar database uh, for JoinTable in FileMaker where uh, we basically view the nonprofit projects and then we have all of our applicants and we can very easily quickly see um, what does this applicant prefer, what kind of project does this applicant want, what time zone are they in, what country exactly. So um, it makes it easiest for, for us to assign um, developers to a project. And so once we think we have a good match, then we basically will uh, send you an email, ask you as a developer, are you interested in this uh, project? Uh, would you like to be, you know, one of the questions is, do you want to be part of a team or not? So mm -hmm. um, if you do want to be part of a team, like, are you, are, do, are you okay working with these people? We think these would be a good fit. And if they say yes, then we'll um, ask those people to join the team. And then we'll really help kick it off by setting up a meeting with um, with the developer and the nonprofit. And of course, we are always available during the whole process. So we'll be checking in on you and we'll be saying, you know, how are things going? Is there any way we can help you? Um, are you stuck with anything? Can we be a resource of any kind uh, for you? Um, and we also do have kind of like a little mini orientation um, to kind of set some boundaries and some rules. So we'll kind of guide you through that process, especially if it's the first time that you're doing a, non, uh, a pro bono project. So, um, so yeah, so that's basically how we'll kick you off with that project. Um, I was going to ask you this question, but you, mm -hmm. you answered it. And I'm really happy to hear that you actually are teaming many developers up if they want to yes with a nonprofit it's not just me in an island working on this project you know in a pro bono way it's uh, a group of people possibly working together right right so exactly uh, and i think that's a big appeal for some people right because yeah. Maybe I just need some technical help or maybe I can be such a great advisor but i just don't have the time to do a lot of the grunt work. And so, um, you know, people can just really define their own role and define their own involvement in the project. And whatever you want that to be, we will work around that and we will fill in, you know, the rest of the gap. So right. we and really we, want you to enjoy this process and be happy with it. And, and we don't want like just senior, you know, certified developer people. Like we really want anybody. And, and that's part of the beauty of these teams, right? We can pair, like maybe there are people out there who really want, you know, their hearts in it and they're telling them they want to volunteer and give back and whatever. But they're like, well, you know, I'm not sure I'm at a level, you know, that I could take on a whole project by myself from start to finish. So like, I want to sign up, but I want to be like the junior person. Uh, you know, working under the wing of a of a senior person or something like that. And that's exactly the kind of little, you know, so we're not just giving back to the nonprofits, but we're also kind of circling back and giving back to other, other developers and bringing them up and training them and apprenticing them and that kind of stuff. So you're, you're kind of sneaking some mentorship into this as well if, as applicable, right? I would say, yeah, that's, that's yeah. a major component. That's like a win-win-win, right? Like it's a win for yeah. the main developer. It's a win for the NFP. It's a win for the junior so yeah, certainly. And if you already have a mentor, and let's say you and your uh, mentor want to work on a project together, but let's say you just, you know, don't work for the same company or, you know, this would be a great way to do that, right? Like, let me give you a, um, a, 
a, a nonprofit to help you and I work together and kind of enhance your skills and, um, and build something awesome for, for a nonprofit that could really, really use the help. So you, you, you join people together um, on the developer side to work with a nonprofit and you, you, you three coordinate the, the matchmaking as well as the orientation and kind of getting them started. I'm really interested. How is a pro bono, how, how does, how does a project through join table, how is it the same or is it different than what you three do every day, than right. what we would consider kind of, you know, general project management and project progression? Totally. Yeah, that's a great question. So I think in general, you really want to treat this as a billable project. Like you want to do estimating, you want to spec out, you want to do design, you want to do planning, you want to do those client meetings. You know, you want to basically treat it pretty much the same. What's going to make this successful is also What's going to make a, a regular billable project successful? We'll do the same for a, a, a pro bono project. Um, obviously, you can't always commit the same amount of time that you could probably for a something that you're actually getting paid for if you have a, already a full-time job. So we really want to encourage everyone to set expectations clearly and openly right from the beginning. If you can only work two hours a week, you want to let your client know that. Um, you, we also really highly encourage everyone to track their hours spent. So you, uh, we want to know how many hours you are doing pro bono. And I think, I think you should want to know that too. And, um, we also want to encourage developers to set some sort of time limit. Um, mm -hmm. for example, with the humanitarian committee, we have basically 60 hour grants. So we are not, um, we tell them upfront, you know, we're not going to support you forever. We can't, we can't really support every uh, nonprofit that we help forever. So we have a, a limit. And uh, once you track your hours, and once you reach that limit, maybe you want to give them like a uh, offer them a like a nonprofit rate or something like that. Um, we really just we don't want people to get burned out and feel like they have to really support these projects for a really long time. Uh, we really want this to be fun and exciting and you know, encouraging for all the developers. And so if it ever stops being that, then you should stop doing it because that's the whole point is to give back and enjoy the experience. And if you get to the point where you, it's not enjoyable for you, we're also here to help you transition off that project or support you however you can, however we can to, um, to make sure that this is an enjoyable process for you. So, so these projects are typically a little bit smaller than, than a, a, not. I'm not going to say a normal billable, but they're. Do you feel like they're smaller, or could they be as big as you know one of your bill actual billable projects? I I would say I mean we you know we we sort of put this number out there like sixty hour you know projects or yeah. whatever. I think okay. it's I think it's important to say we want these things to kind of be discrete you know, modules or deliverables or whatever to use that kind of technical term. And if just, just so that again, like what Mako was saying with the burnout and the feeling like we're accomplishing things or whatever. And even if you get to the end of the 60 and it's not quite done, but you kind of have run out of steam as the developer or whatever, like that's what join tables for, right? Like we have this whole database now of developers that, you know, new people come to us every week now and, and fill out the form so if you're done or you you have to move on or the project's not done or whatever, like we can we can offboard you and, and roll somebody else back in there. Like we're 
we're hoping that you know they, these are going to be discrete projects and modules that you know people can start using and whatever. But you know, if there was an additional module or whatever within reason, I think you know then that would be a good opportunity to like pass the baton or you know kind of keep keep passing the baton and so forth. You know, here at Geist Interactive, we think a lot about like individual modules, yeah. and this it feels very. It feels very apropos to a a join table kind of setup where you know maybe me as a developer I know JavaScript really well I can create a web view widget maybe a client needs a, a calendar right yep. and rather than building a whole application for them I could just pop in and give five or six hours to put together a calendar for them that they can yep. plop into their systems right. Um, do you have any mechanisms like that that kind of are more modular based or concerns based? Well, I mean, I can speak, we can speak to like the, so we've had a couple nonprofits now fill out the form and, you know, so we're right on one of them for sure. We're, we're a couple days away from kind of building the initial team and, and getting that project started. And in that case, uh, the first one, it's a, it's a school in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, USA, um, and they, uh, I, th I think they're maybe using file. I forget. I think they're using FileMaker now, but it was like an off-the-shelf thing that doesn't really meet their needs. Um, and they've had it forever, uh, but they they really kind of need a new thing. And it's it seems kind of a, a, like an ambitious project with the whole kind of student curriculum management system with the web-facing portion for for the parents. I feel uh, uh, I feel like they said. And so in this case. We actually feel like there's going to be at least two initial people, like one sort of tech lead, filemaker, guru, and then a sort of a secondary, uh, like a web. You know, like we were thinking just for licensing and costs that maybe a custom web front end would be the best fit for the web portion. Um, we already have, you know, like a filemaker and a, a web person sort of uh, uh, shortlisted for this. And we've already reached out to them and they've mm -hmm. expressed interest. But but once we kind of get to that sort of discovery requirements gathering meeting and they're, the, the client's working on a sort of a wish list now, um, we, may, we may also try to add a couple of junior developers. We're not really sure yet, but I think we're going to, we're definitely seeing this project at least initially as two discrete modules, kind of the, the core uh, student curriculum, uh, FileMaker backend stuff, and then the the web module, and that that would be a good fit for these two initial developers, and then maybe other modules later on. And one thing that we uh, ask in the survey is, are you okay with us? You know, uh, basically, whatever file comes out of this project, are you okay with us reusing it for similar uh, similar nonprofits? So we right. do want the the concept of being able to reuse database and minimize minimize um, extra work. Yeah, I mean we don't have a module library per se, mm -hmm. but I think that's something that we could build up over time. Yeah, that's a super good point. Like that's a, that's like this sort of giving back echo chamber, if you will, right? Like we're helping developers, we're helping nonprofits, but then we're also going to ask the nonprofit, like, hey, this is a you know a student curriculum management system that you're getting built for you basically for free, you know, with the, you know, with the love and soul of these developers that are helping with, you know, helping you with it. But if it's an amazing sort of quote unquote product, could we then offer this as a resource or like to other nonprofits who come along who may have a similar need, who either like can just grab this and run with it or grab it and modify it and it'll be all open source and, 
they can they can you know share the love if you will with other nonprofits who are out there doing the same stuff that's that's an interesting idea because like maybe i can't give a lot of time but i could i could definitely give a couple widgets you know that would be amazing for example a charting widget for example i'm working on my devcon session follow up videos and have a ton of little files with with charting so maybe that's something that you know you guys could have and store and then be ready to hand off to your developers it just saves them time too mm-hmm. right totally so, yeah. and and like not just us right like maka spoke at devcon about giving back and she did bring up join table but like i think we would be tickled if if other developers just see us and are inspired by us either by offering time or i don't think we're going to like explicitly ask people like who make products like 360 works or you guys to like hey you know why don't you share the love and offer discounts on your products or whatever but i wouldn't be surprised if at least in some small way we we inspire people to do things like that too so it's kind of this like like i said an echo chamber of of love and giving <laughs> well we guys interactive does offer a 20% discount on for nonprofits on all okay. of our products so oh, that's amazing that's good for you to know. And uh, yes. so Jonathan, um, what kinds of um, industries or, or other than education, what kind of nonprofits are coming to you? Well, well that's uh, I'm glad you asked that question because we do have a little bit of a, sh- a shortage of non-for-profits running our way. And as you imagine, um, you know, at the FileMaker Developer Conference, it's, it's mostly devs or in-house people who are there. So getting to non-for-profits who you know, have a need and may not even be aware of you know, what, what the solution to that need looks like, they may not even know what FileMaker is. So mm-hmm. really hoping to um, you know, use this as a platform, and we're grateful to be on this podcast to say, if you know uh, or if you are a, a non-for-profit who you know, has a data problem to some degree, uh, you know, reach out and hopefully we can uh, match you with somebody to to get that that fixed and provide a solution for you. Um, so really, we're we're still on the nonprofit nonprofit side. We're still at the front end of of gathering interest from organizations. So okay, yeah. In addition to the school, we do also have this uh, like a nonprofit sort of music artist management company. Uh, it's a client that I know here in North Carolina. So we've got enough work for a bunch of people. So, but we definitely would, you know, to keep the this train, you know, going. We we'd love to have more nonprofits. And and having said what we've said already about a bunch of developers signing up, like please anybody who's out there, like we we always want more people to sign up because I think as this gains momentum, um, we'll always need need more developers and we'll always need more nonprofits. We'll find developers that like service a niche or have a specific skill that we didn't have in the database before. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can always use more people at, at, at all levels and really like all levels of commitment too. like if somebody's like, well, I, I want to give back, but I, you know, I don't have a lot of time. I could only do weekends or I can only do five hours or I can only do, you know, every other Easter or whatever it is. <laughs> um, I really feel like, you know, once people start to hear about this, especially people who need stuff built or worked on or whatever. You but- know, I, I, I really bet that most Friday nights are available for all FileMaker right? <laughs> for all of us super dorky loser FileMaker people. I was going to say, except for, except for the ones that have like multiple children under the age of five. <laughs> Your Friday nights are spent sleeping. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. I was just going to say, like, I can't tell you how many times all three of us uh, are, like, we have a little group text and we definitely, uh, you know, are very often texting when other people, like on the weekends and evenings when other people are probably out, you know, going to the disco party or whatever people do nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> do you uh do you work with the nonprofit to secure filemaker licenses? Do you how do you help them in that way? I mean, one of our so so it's sort of in our onboarding meetings with nonprofits, that's definitely a we have like a questionnaire that we kind of run through with them. Um, and one of the questions, if I um, Maka, you may have this handy and you could look at it, but I I, I do believe that one of our questions mm -hmm. is like what yep. is your budget for licenses? Like how much. Are you willing to commit to or able to commit to not only the licenses, but possibly, uh, you know, like ongoing development work once we kind of get past that, you know, sort of not exactly, you know, perfectly drawn line at the end of this quote unquote module? Like, is there more uh, budget that you have for like maintenance or continuing the work in a paid, maybe discounted way with that person or with another person or whatever? Mm -hmm. So it's definitely something we ask. And yeah, it's a good thing to... Oh, sorry, Maka. It's a good thing to to note that there are a lot of um, you know ancillary costs that do come with having a filemaker system. The licenses, as you've mentioned, would be would be one, and they do offer the reduced um, pricing for non for profits and educators. But right. also with your uh, you know hosting and, and server Perfect. fees, if if the system needs to be that big, that that's a uh, problem that has to be solved some way yeah. as well. And and we have a few resources on, on doing that. There are plenty of grants out there between AWS and Microsoft yeah. to help reduce those costs. Um, so those are certainly things just to be aware of as yeah. a non-for-profit. You know, you're, you're kind of committing to FileMaker uh, when you do commit to one of these pro bono yeah. projects. So that's certainly something to be aware of when you do come into the, into the sphere. Yeah, I would also take a moment here to plug our or, you know, to make a call for uh, information for like our we have a resources page on our website. So in addition to this kind of matchmaking stuff like th this, what we're talking about right now, like discounts or tips for nonprofits or whatever, we have a couple sections on there that we, we've sort of pulled all of our colleagues and stuff to get a lot of the like FileMaker useful nonprofit tips and pro bono development tips and nonprofit tips. But if anybody listening has any uh other tips about discounts on, on FileMaker third-party solutions or, you know, discounts on hosting or anything like that. We, we would love to have you contact us and tell us uh, things we could add there. Cause that's like a kind of a living document we hope gets better and better over time. How can FBA platinum partners or how can partners, people in the community um, support join table mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in, in its mission um, You've mentioned a couple things like discounts for nonprofits. Mm -hmm. One of the things we offer. Mm -hmm. What else could a, a partner do for you all to help out? That's such a good question. Um, I think there's multiple things. So um, I think the biggest thing right now is help us spread the word. You know, yep. let's get the name like this is let's get our mission out. You know, share on social media. You know, everyone who has so many followers out there. Uh, what is Join Table? And, you know, if you have a nonprofit that comes to you and you're unable to help them because they just don't have, they just can't afford, afford what you are offering, you know, maybe mm -hmm. send them to Join Table and, um, you know, and 
just make them aware of what joint table is. And of course, like any discounts would, would be amazing. Um, one thing that we're hoping to do in the future, fingers crossed, and um, this is actually Matt Navarre, Matt Navarre's idea, is to um, at DevCon gather the uh, licenses so that we could, you know, the free licenses at DevCon, mm-hmm. and so that we could, you know, use them towards uh, nonprofits who then who may who can't afford licenses, and um, so things like that. So, um, but yeah, number one would be help us spread the word. Yeah. And, and obviously like if you have multiple developers under, you know, in your company or whatever, and you're having a meeting, you know, weekly meeting with them and, and it might be nice to bring up like, Hey, have you heard about join table? If you're interested, like it could be like a company wide actual thing where people yeah. are like, Hey, let's, let's rotate in and out, you know, uh, is spending some volunteering some time with the join table project or whatever. But if there's not like sort of a more organized thing at the company, you could at least uh, mention it to the developers because some of those people right. may have some spare cycles that they would be willing to donate. So definitely getting the word out internally and externally. Or maybe right. you have a new hire that is just brand new to FileMaker and you need to train them. Yeah. Like, uh, use join table like you know why don't why not instead of building a fake app why not build a real app and just yeah. help guide them guide them that way right like maybe, working with a senior person now yeah, that would be great maybe uh like lawyers i i assume i think from tv anyway they have to do pro bono work each year so maybe right. maybe companies can build this into their their model their um I don't know if that would be possible, but that's an idea. Yeah, right. it's one of the, I mean, it circles back to what we were talking about earlier. Like we, you're right. Like some people sort of quote have to do um, pro bono, but I would say when people are signing up for this, like we really want people that you're, you're and it sounds really corny, but like your heart is telling you to do this or mm-hmm. you feel compelled to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so we want, we hope, we really hope people sign up. Who we want are you to be excited about it. Cause I yeah. feel like if you're not excited about it, you're just not going to enjoy it as much yeah, as you could. Mm-hmm. If your boss is like, we strongly recommend <laughs> that you quote volunteer some time. Yeah. Um, that doesn't seem like it's going to be, that's going to turn out well. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, I think too, to the, to that degree, we're not just after the, the lower level developers too, uh, yeah. for the leaders in the community, we would, would love to partner with them on a project because they do have real expertise and professionalism that they could bring to the front end of a project where a non-for-profit might just need to know, you know, more information about how big this project might be and how long it might take for, mm-hmm. uh, to take that kind of estimate to their board and then get more resources applied so mm-hmm. they could move forward and actually, you know, dive into the project and, have have those extra resources for you know whatever those ancillary costs might be, but then also for you know whatever's next when the pro bono runs out. So if you're you know a leader in the filemaker space, we certainly you know would love to to use your expertise as well and uh, you know put you in whatever place that you could fit in a pro bono project. I, I kind of want to go back to something that Chris Kubica said about our checklist. So um, when we meet with our nonprofits, we have this beautiful checklist we go through. And also with our developers, we have a, something, a developer checklist. And we're hoping to put these both on our website too for future reference. 
But um, I want to call out that each of these checklists were created by our advisors. So Molly Connolly and um, Bill Bennett. So they've been really so supportive. They're basically the best advisors anybody could ever ask for um, throughout this entire process. And so um, they really like like lift you so high and get you so excited and just, you know, really, they're really good at advising. (laughs) So, um, wanted to like, you know, give them a thank you for all of their help. And, um, and also we have another advisor is actually my sister because she is a lawyer and her name is Bobby Leonard and um, she's a lawyer and so she's helping us with the, with all the legal aspects of like filling a consent form or creating a consent form or and she's helping us uh, turn into an official non-for-profit. So that's all in the works um, mm-hmm. for Join Table. So I just want to make sure we uh, we mention, you know, it's really not just the, the three of us. Don't forget the designer. Oh, yes. And our lovely logo was created by Jan Jung from Sline Consulting. So uh, I guess it's technically not not our logo. I don't I don't know what it is. It's it's (laughs) I don't know. Jonathan, you want to take that one? (laughs) Uh, It's like our logo, but it's not our logo. But uh, the little the little table image uh, Jan created. So, um, yeah, it's really been like a community effort to really kind of get to the point where we're at now. And we're really asking the rest of the community to help uh, get us even further and with just spreading the word and getting involved and signing up and letting other nonprofits know know that this is available. You were mentioning people of all levels. You want to hire, you know, the people that are more experienced and, and people coming in, new hires and such. It actually makes me think of that this would be a good opportunity, a little bit more low stakes to practice project management skills, mm. right? To take take a project on and say, all right, Maka, I want to try to lead a project here, right? Yeah. Because and just not I'm not saying low stakes in the in the in a derogatory way in any way, but just saying, you know, this is you're supported by quite a few people. There's people from different ex- different um, backgrounds coming in, and you guys can work together. But mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's a good practice of your leadership skills and project management right. skills. I think this also maybe dovetails into a lot of the work that, like FileMaker itself, you know, has done over the last five, ten years to to think about how can we encourage people who maybe aren't as familiar with the FileMaker platform. Who, especially like at the like you know undergrad student level or post high school level to like pick up FileMaker as a platform and learn about it and and whatever. So there have been various efforts over the years about like how do you get the word out at universities or how do people who are who are young developers like that get sort of from sort of green you know green newbie level to apprentice level and onward and upward to like a certified developer. And and I would love it if at some point you know once we got a few projects done and we've kind of, you know, offboarded people and, and done some, you know, uh, you know, like how many hours did you work and what did we end up with? And maybe it becomes a FileMaker success story or something like that, where FileMaker actually sees this as, you know, it's probably not ready quite yet, but at some point FileMaker maybe would see us as a place in which people can get real world experience uh, starting out as a FileMaker developer and making it into their career. Yeah, I was going to say that that's such a good point, Jeremy, because right now our forum is really just asking for developers, right? But there's so many different types of people 
that make up a successful team, right? So I think we probably should expand our form to say, do you want to be a project manager? Do you want to be a designer? Do you want to be, uh, do quality assurance? Uh, what's your expertise? And, you know, um, how can we, how can we maximize that expertise in, in these projects? I think especially like for, for a company like Soliant, right, where you have a big enough sort of, uh, you know, apparatus yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. you want to say, for where you've got some people who are file makers, some people who are project managers, some people who are client managers. And maybe, you know, if, you know, somebody brings this up at a meeting and they're like, well, I want to volunteer, but I'm not a file maker developer, then this, what we're talking about right now, would still give them an opportunity to, to take part. Jonathan, you mentioned that you, I th- believe you mentioned that you uh, do nonprofit work already. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. How does nonprofit work benefit you? Um, you're either doing it free or at a reduced rate. What's what's the value in it for a, a busy FileMaker developer? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you asked that. Uh, we have, I want to point and plug our uh, Spotlight series mm-hmm. where Essentially, I'm going around virtually interviewing as many developers who have been doing pro bono throughout their whole life. And um, we essentially, you know, I interview them, put it up in a blog post and get a sense of, you know, what were the challenges? What were things that went well? um, But also, you know, what motivates you uh, to do this? And uh, time and time again, uh, a lot of people just love the social return and, you the excitement that they get from uh, working with these non-for-profits, uh, meeting new people, and also, um, you know, being able to to change the world for the better. Uh, I think it's a given uh, in our field of technology that no matter what we do, um, since technology is so powerful, uh, we're inevitably going to change the world. But to take a moment and uh, work on something that's uh, not only going to change the world, but change it for the better, um, that makes all the difference in the world and, uh, you know, can really bring an excitement and uh, a thrill to doing the work that can kind of bring you back to the early days of when you, you first started doing it. And uh, for me, that's kind of like uh, redundant because I started with a non-for-profit. Um, but, uh, you know, as you uh, get to know and get aged in FileMaker, you know, you can only uh, build so many tables and fields uh, before it feels like you know you've done this a thousand times and it kind of gets boring, but uh, mixing it up with uh, a project where you know the impact is going to be felt and it will be felt immediately is really exciting. So um, yeah, just to be able to push forward the impact of your work in a, a really um, exponential way is exciting. I think that's on our flyer, isn't it? Saving the world one database at a time. <laughs> yeah, something like I that. Think, yeah. I don't think it's on our flyer, but we have talked about that. No, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, anyway, that, that's all it takes, right? Is a database, one database yeah. at a time, exactly. or it's like one, it's one anything at a time, right? Like I think a lot of people, especially in 2019, right? Like the world isn't perfect by any stretch of the imagination, and anybody listening who like wants to feel like they're doing something that gives them a warm fuzzy, like please contact us like we can we can find a place for you there's nothing wrong with doing things that make you feel good right it is kind of selfish in a way right it's like it is it's very selfish i feel like it's such a selfish thing because for me the reason i'm doing it is because of the way i feel 
uh, well, yeah. after I'm doing it. So I'm really doing it for like that high or that excitement, you know. I was just going to say it's like it's like both things at once, right? It's selfish, yeah. but it isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a selfishness that also benefits others. So I don't know. It's 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 a feeling of duplicity. You know, we I, I've talked with everybody so far about DevCon and just what we see in the future of FileMaker, and I'm really excited about the possibilities. And I'm excited that we can possibly build modules that connect to Outlook. Maybe a nonprofit just needs that, or right. you know, mm-hmm. maybe they need just a charting thing. They've already got a FileMaker system, but they just mm-hmm. need a charting thing, and and we can add that with because of the flexibility of FileMaker, the fact that it can reach to anywhere out there with Claris Connect now coming along. We have such great possibilities to help so many different people, companies, nonprofits to get them exactly what they need. Even if they don't need a big thing, they don't need a whole CRM. They just need a little app that, that pulls in data from their WordPress site or something. Right. So. I think, yeah, like the, like if Falmic or if, if Claris had a word of the year this year or maybe next year, like the word is connecting. It's about mm-hmm. connecting. It's FileMaker at the center of your wheel, you know, of all of the different things that need to talk to each other. At least I, that's my read of the way that they're positioning themselves going forward, which I think is very smart. Yep. Yep. That's how we see it at Geist Interactive here. And um, yep. I think that's where we're going. So, yeah. Well, uh, join table folks. I really glad that I got to talk with you. You're, you're kind of in your infancy of it. It sounds like you've been working on it for a year and are recruiting folks on both sides of the relationship. Um, I'm really excited to hear what your plans are. And, um, I really would, you know, I think it's, I think it's great. I think that being able to to work for people um, to give of your passion to nonprofits who 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 are serving a cause and can't afford a you know huge uh, project bill right so we're able to do that as filemaker developers and uh, I can't wait to see what happens I will definitely invite you back when things are going strong and you can report on uh, all that's happening does that sound awesome. good. We'd love that. Thanks for having us on here, Jeremy. This was really great. It was really fun. Did did we talk about everything you all wanted to talk about? (laughs) Give me Um, me some more. um, One other thing that is kind of interesting, and it kind of goes back to your question that you asked Jonathan about, like, why why does Jonathan do this or why do we do this? And and Bill Bennett brought up this kind of concept of uh, what he calls uh, conscious capitalism. So basically, it's like Chris said, we're we're doing we're using technology for all these great things. Uh, why not do them use that in a way that is very conscious and we're very deliberate on who we're helping, right? So. Um, one of the things I would love to see, and this was really Bill, Bill Bennett's idea that I uh, really love, something for Join Table to do in the future is kind of like uh, be able to give companies a certificate. So saying like you have reached this level of conscious capitalism. We mm. really appreciate about what you're doing as a company and maybe multiple tiers and um, and just kind of like promote this idea of giving back with, with technology 
through this uh, like award system uh, for for other consulting companies to to achieve. So that's something that is like in the horizon. And Bill Bennett is like totally our ideas man. He has so many ideas. Like I don't know where they come from, but he has the most amazing ideas. So we have like a whole boatload of things that we want to really uh, try to achieve in the future. And we're just obviously it's uh, we're just trying to take one step at a time. But yeah, we have some really great ideas out there. And um, you know, I think really the work that Jonathan's doing is really dedicating his career to helping only nonprofits is like very high conscious capitalism. And so that's, that, that's the kind of thing that we want to really promote you know, within the FOMIC community. Very nice. One other thing is if you are on social media, you can go to our contact page on our website, which is in the upper right. And we have a, like a Facebook page that you can join. And if you're on Twitter, uh, you can find us at join table team. Uh, so if you, you know, want to follow along, we post, you know, links to the interviews that we do and, and uh, stuff like that on in both places. So wonderful. Well, I want to thank Jonathan, Maka, and Chris for your time and for uh, explaining uh, Join Table to us. Um, I know here at Geist Interactive, we are supportive of you all, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see what we can do to help out. And uh, I'm going to encourage the FileMaker community in general to be a part of this. So uh, thank you so much for uh, spending some time with me. All right. Thanks for everything you do. Thank you. Say hi to Todd for us. I will. (laughs) All right, everyone. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Context Podcast, sponsored by Geist Interactive. Subscribe to The Context Podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And stay tuned for weekly conversations where we talk all things FileMaker and the technology beyond FileMaker that solves our clients' problems. Please take a moment and give us some feedback. Leave a rating and a review and email us to let us know what you would like to hear us talk about. Thanks for listening. Um, let's see, I had a question and somebody texted me and I Sorry. lost <laughs> 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 me out on the air. <laughs> uh.